Welcome to the Arrive podcast, the U.S. Immigration Law podcast for Canadians. Today we're going to be answering a question that we received quite, we receive quite often, um, and that is, as a Canadian, how long can I stay in the United States as a Canadian visitor? What are the requirements? If I come in today, how long can I stay? Uh, when do I have to go back? What can I do as a Canadian visitor as well? And if I depart, what are the guidelines on me returning back to the United States? And we get that question a lot this time of year. If you look outside right now, it's cold. Yeah, they a all want to come. <laughs> and that's where the snowbird comes from, right? You have these Canadians and they're in Canada and the snow hits and it starts to get cold and, and they want out. And they want to go somewhere where it's nice and warm. I think we all do this time of year. This is winter break for my kids. School's coming up. We often leave the Buffalo area and we go to somewhere warm for a few days. and Take a break. Take a break from the cold and, and being in the frigid temperatures, even though I enjoy it. I mean, there are things you can do uh, to enjoy the cold, but it does get old and you do need a break. So, right. so we see a lot of uh, border traffic this time of year with Canadians and their RVs and all their vacation accompanying goods coming into the U.S. in order to take a break from the weather in Canada, which may be a break of a week, two weeks. Months. Sometimes months, right. And they want to know, how long can I do this? How long can I stay? Can I stay till it gets warm back home? And then you have added things that are going on right now, and it just depends on what's going on politically, but you have the, the... craziness with covid too and people like you know what there's a lot less restrictions in the u.s and i want to escape them and i want to go to canada or to the (laughs) not to canada i want to go to the u.s to escape some of these restrictions and have some freedom and i want to you know go to a restaurant and i want to go to the beach and and do something i'm going crazy how can i do this so in general a canadian is what is referred to as visa exempt and we're talking about Canadian citizens here. So we're not talking not about permanent per- residents to Canada or people that are visiting Canada from other countries and their um, travel to the U.S. That's a different topic altogether. We're yes. talking about Canadian citizens today. Just You citizens. have a Canadian passport. Correct. They're visa exempt, which means they don't need to take their passport to a consulate or embassy and get a visa stamp in their passport to visit the United States. A lot of un- other countries have to do that. For example, if you're coming from India, you have to get a, a B visa actually put in your passport and you have to present that at a port of entry or at an airport in order to seek admission to the United States. A Canadian doesn't have to do that. A Canadian simply needs to show up to a port of entry with a valid Canadian passport as proof of their Canadian citizenship And that passport has to be valid, at least for the duration of their stay. And that's another rule that just applies to Canadians. If you are coming from India, for example, your visa has to be valid for six months beyond the period of your stay. But if you're a Canadian, it just has to be valid for the the duration of your stay. The passport does. The passport, yeah. So if you want to come in for two weeks, as long as your passport is valid for two weeks, that's all you need to present is a valid passport. And there are other documents you can present to a Nexus card. Uh, you don't usually document. want to do that, though. You want to get your passport yeah. updated and renewed probably more. So you have more than two weeks before you're showing up. Yes. And so that's how they determine how long they will admit you. Mm-hmm. So as a Canadian, you can just show up with your passport in hand and say, I want to go to Disneyland. 
and or Disney World. I'm from the West Coast, so I always say Disneyland. <laughs> Disney World is where you go down in Florida, right? That's I want to go to Disney World, or I want to go to my beach house, or I want to go uh, where it's hot. I'm, I just need to go on vacation. Present that passport at a port of entry, pre-flight inspection if you're going to an airport. As long as it's valid for the time period you want to come to the United States, that's all you need to present. That's it, as a Canadian. There are no other procedures you need to take in order to visit. After, and when you have that conversation with that inspecting officer, they're going to verify what the purpose of your visit is to the United States. Now, keep in mind that most other countries need to have gone through a process already at the consulate in their home country in order to present their reason for travel, how long they're going to be there, and all those kind of, all that background information this is really the opportunity that the United States has to vet any visit, any visitor from Canada. So the questions are valid. They need to know this information. Um, most other countries have already provided it before they get to this point, but this is the Canadian's uh, point of inspection. Yep. So they want to verify what is the purpose of your entry. And if you visited the United States, you know how it is. Um, sometimes it can be a smile and a wave. Oh, you're Canadian? All right. Where are you going? Florida. Waved in. How, right. long, how long are you going to be there? I'm going to be there for two months. All right. Have a nice day. Yep be as simple as that or you could be a, a random inspection they do those they can just pull your they inspect your vehicle and it's more thorough or depending on how you answer the question it could be a more thorough interview process or depending on how long you've st- much time you've spent in the united states previously it could also trigger another line of question or what kind of information pops up on their screen when your identity information is entered can also trigger further questions and they have the discretion to really ask whatever they want. They could, they could, um, and they can refuse vehicle. you entry if they don't like your answers or they don't like the way you look that day. So it's discretionary admission. So it's not something where you can insist you be admitted to the United States. You are a visitor showing up at the at the border of a foreign nation that has the discretion to admit you or not. And you just want to make sure you you know follow the rules to make sure that you can get in. Yeah, and be nice to the officer, even if they're not True. nice to you. Yeah, <laughs> that's be deferential. Like, they, yes. you know, they have a lot of control in this situation, and they know what they're doing in most cases. So, when you come as a Canadian visitor with a valid passport, you can stay the the typical duration that they can admit you up to is six months at a time. They'll admit you for six months per visit, and that's the typical admission. If you come to the United States. And that's the maximum. You can't ask them, hey, can I have nine months? Can I have 12 months? They can't give you that. That's outside the purview of their ability the in most cases. status. Yeah. Yes. So six months is how long they'll admit you. And after you enter, uh, then you can go on your way and participate in whatever activity, as long as it's an activity that's as a visitor. So coming as a visitor, you're not supposed to participate in gainful employment. You're not supposed to be coming down here hiring people. You're not supposed to be managing a business. You're not supposed to be, you know, performing duties for a U.S. employer. Right, and we've seen that. I mean, it's, you know, sometimes it's a a gray area, right? So people have a residential property here in the United States, and they think, you know what, I'm going to do some work on this, and I'm going to flip it and sell it and make a profit on it. Um, You know, if you tell the border officer you've got some you know, construction equipment in your car, maybe, you know, you got a hammer and a screwdriver and they say, what are these tools for? And you say, I'm going down to fix up my property. I'm going to flip it and sell it. That officer can 
determine that, hey, maybe you're running a business here and, and maybe we don't want this person coming out without, um, you know, a valid visa to do work in the U.S. So, hey, you need to stay home, hire a contractor to do that work. So you got to be careful. Yeah, I've seen people refuse for that. They, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm just going down to paint. Yeah, you can't do that. You need to hire somebody to do right. it. So you can't work in the United States as a visitor. You're not supposed to be doing that. Also, some people say, oh, I'm going to go down to the United States. I want to interview for a job. Got to be careful. Mm-hmm. You can interview for jobs, but you cannot accept a position while you're in the U.S. Right, and we recently had a client who was appeared at Pearson Airport, and he told the officer, he's honest, I'm going down. I got a job interview in Las Vegas. Um, he'd formerly had a work visa in the United States, but it wasn't valid anymore because he, he quit that job. Uh, and they held him maybe for two hours in secondary and asked him a lot of questions about his situation. He wasn't going to be accepting the offer if they made him one while he was in the United States. He was going to be returning to Canada to consider any offer that was placed on the table. And they admitted him easily into the U.S. to, to attend his interview. So this goes back to what we said earlier. How you answer questions <laughs> goes a long way into determining whether or not you're going to be admitted in the United States. And every time you seek entry to the United States... Even as a Canadian, it is assumed that you are an intending immigrant to the United States. What is an intending immigrant? It's somebody who plans on making the United States their permanent residence. Every time you enter, it's presumed that's what you are doing. And the burden is on you to convince that officer that your intent is temporary, that you're only coming for a temporary duration, you're not abandoning your permanent residence in Canada, and you'll return after your temporary visit. And then they can ask for proof of that. If they don't believe you, they can ask, hey, I want to see your bank statements. Show me you have a Canadian bank account. I want to see proof that you have a residence in Canada. Show me what family members you have living in Canada. Show me um, that a you letter have from employment. your employer, right? You have pay statements. You're going to school. Hmm. They could ask for anything to show and prove that you actually. Yeah, have and what we see usually is if if uh, people call us all the time, they haven't. They've been refused admission. Um, and they usually send you away with like a checklist of documents that you can come back with to, to show them and give them the comfort level they need to admit you that this is going to be a temporary visit to the U.S. And that's what the list contains, all of those kind of documentation of your life in Canada to show you're coming back. And there's certain answers or things that will trigger that list. That Yeah. <laughs> certain things. Any, any mention of employment in the U.S.? N- Probably not going to, it'll trigger that. It could or trigger you, that list. You or have just one client you? that said, I'm coming to get married and live in the United States with my husband. Yes. <laughs> I'm coming to the United States. I'm married to a U.S. citizen. I'm going down. Yeah. And I'm going to file the paperwork to stay permanently. That was the wrong thing to say. You can't say that and you can't do that. But they that. were honest. They so were. what happened? Because they were honest, you ended up being able to help them. We helped them enter properly. Mm-hmm. And now they're going through the legal process to get a green card and stay permanently. Right. But you can't, you as a visitor, you're not allowed to do that. You mm-hmm. have to have an immigrant visa to then first come in the country, then you can apply for the green card. Um, so right, because the then, the con- then the United States would have checked you out at the consulate in Montreal and said, hey, yep, this person is a good person. They're, you know, a law-abiding citizen they're and they're engaged or they're married to a U.S. citizen. Come on in and you can start your life in the U.S. So that's what you should do first. Yes. Relationships <laughs> with U.S. citizens can be a red flag at the border. Mm-hmm. Why? 
Well, because they have permanent status in the United States. And unless you do, that could be, that could lead them to believe that you're going to be there permanently with that U.S. citizen relative. Right. And there is a pathway to do that properly, but you have to be careful and it has to be done correctly. So you can't um, show up at the border and say, hey, I'm coming in to get married and and I'm going to live in the U.S. from now on. We're going to file all the paperwork there. Yeah, and if you're living in Canada and your your U.S. citizen spouse is living in in the United States, they may ask a little bit more questions to determine whether yeah, or not going this on. is a visit or not. So, and if if you go back and forth all the time and you establish a, a good relationship or a track record of going back and forth as a visitor, then yeah, because we have plenty of easier. clients that do that too. Yeah. You know, one 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 spouse lives in the u.s one spouse lives in canada and they come back and forth maybe they spend weekends in canada and um, you know during the week they're separated or vice versa Um, you know it can work but it's tricky you got to be able to navigate that with the border officers because they're going to wonder what is going on here and you can still come back and forth as a visitor if your spouse petitions you for a green card so if they file for you to process in Montreal, that's where all Canadians process for immigrant visas, Montreal, um, and you're just waiting for the paperwork to process, you can continue to go back and forth as long as you maintain your ties to Canada, as long as you maintain your permanent residence, sure. your employment, they'll let you come back and forth. Like you said, as long as you have that, maintain a good track record, you don't overstay, you don't violate your status, you do you know, what you tell the officer you're going to do, then it'll be a smile and a wave. Come on in, come on in. They know who you are. You've established a good track record. Now, let's say I'm in the United States. I'm a Canadian visitor, and I've been in Florida for three months, and I go back to Canada. And But I only want to stay for a few weeks because I need to take care of some personal things, but then I want to go back to the United States after I do that. Yeah. Is that possible? Sure. It could be. Yeah, absolutely. You, you, if you've only stayed three months in the last 12 month period, you have another three months that you could possibly stay. So they may ask you how long you plan to stay. Now, if you say you're staying for another nine months, it's going to raise some eyebrows because they can see you've already been there for three months. Yeah, You never want to say your stays over <laughs> six months. That's for sure. Right. That's for sure. Even if you said four or five months, they could question that and say, well, we can't admit you for that period of time. Um, and they may want proof of your ties to Canada at that point because you're giving them the information that you're going to be spending more time in the U.S. than you are in Canada. Um, and that's where it comes in. If they see that the that they do a balancing act, right? So if, if your ties, your time starts shifting to the United States, they see you're spending more and more time in the U.S. than you are in Canada and your ties are stronger to the United States, that's when they're, a red flag's gonna, they're, a, they're gonna have an alarm go off and and ask more questions to determine now are you really living in canada anymore or are you just living in the united states now have you abandoned that permanent residence in canada Um, when you depart the united states it resets your status so if you've been here for three months and you leave you're no longer a visitor in the united states you've reestablished your entry to canada when you seek admission again, at that point, the officer will, will determine your admissibility. Now, like you said, they'll look. They can see. They'll ask, well, when was the last time you were here? Oh, I was just here for three months. Okay, and how long have you been in Canada? 
oh, I've been there for two weeks. And you're already coming back to the U.S.? Why? Right. What's what are you doing? On? How long are you going to be here? Oh, I'm only going down for another month. They might say, okay. Oh, yeah. Right, I, have have a nice con- I have a condo in Fort Myers, and I was there for three months. I came home from my grandson's christening, and now I'm going back down to, for, you know. For a few more months. For a few more months, but then I'll come back to Canada. I'll be, and they may say, what date are you coming back? When are you going to be here? I could have no issue and let you back in. Yep. So there, there is this. And they could possibly admit you for another six months. They could. And that's where I was going. They could admit you for another six months. And it happens. Mm-hmm. If, if they are confident that what you're doing is temporary and you're not abandoning your, your residence in Canada, they could readmit you for another six-month time period. And then you end up spending nine months in the U.S. But still, I mean, the obligation's on you to keep an eye on that. Um, to make sure that you don't overstay in the United States, you stick to your six months because next year when you come back, if they see you were in the U.S. for nine months, they're going to have questions. Balance right? has shifted to the U.S. Now they're now they're looking and they say, "Wow, a year ago you stayed for nine or months, not, or six months ago you stayed for nine months. That's you know more than your allotted time." So the obligation really is on the visitor to keep track of that status. Yes, so you can come and go. As you please, as long as you prove and show to that officer you're not intending to immigrate to the U.S. and you're maintaining your permanent ties to Canada, that you got to be careful too because there's residence. there's your OHIP and your you know your provincial healthcare obligations as well. So if you want to maintain that, there's residency requirements for that too. So you don't want to overstay in the U.S. and then lose those benefits because those are definitely important. Yeah. And so the typical amount of time that you're supposed to spend in the United States each year is six months. And it's a rolling, it's a rolling year, but six, six months, that's generally the limit. Right. So you look by rolling year, you mean you look back. So today's January 31st. I would look back to January 31st, 2021 and see how much time I've spent in the U S you know, if it, if it totals up to six months, um, you know, that time ends up falling off Yes. as you stay in Canada. So that's how you can calculate how long you should be admitted for and how long you can stay. And again, it's at the officer's discretion to readmit you. You could come for three months and they could not let you back in for another three months. Or you could come for six months and then they let you back in for another six months. And we've seen months. that too, where people come for, they're in the U.S. for four months and they come back to Canada just to take care of one thing and then they're not readmitted and they're like, well, wait, all my stuff is, you know, still down there. I can't get it. You know, now I can't come back in. What's going on? So yeah. keep track of your status. That's going to help you understand what you're allowed to do and how long you're allowed to stay. Yeah. And the, and the visitor visa is really meant for you to do temporary things in the United States. You can vacation, you can go to your, your, your properties, visit your relatives, whatever it is in the United States. Um, if you're starting to spend more time in the United States than that, more than six months a year is mm-hmm. the rule of thumb there. If you're spending more than six months a year in the United States, you might want to start looking into your options to get a status that will allow you to do that. And that can be difficult. Some people don't have options. Sure. We get a lot of calls like that. Like, hey, I just want to move to Texas. Texas and Florida are the big target areas lately. So I want to move to Florida. Texas, um, you Arizona, know, Florida. I say, okay, great. Do you have any U.S. family members? No. I mean, do you have a U.S. You know, employer? U.S. employer? Are you a business owner? No, no, no. So um, a lot of times there is no options for people. And that's surprising to a lot of Canadians. Yeah, it's different they, than you know, the Canadian immigration system. Yeah. Where you can 
check off some boxes, add up some points. Yeah, yeah we don't have those right. systems here. You have to have a sponsor. Uh, in most cases, it has to be a family sponsor or an employer to sponsor you. In some cases, you can self-sponsor, but those are limited. So if you are spending more and more time in the United States and it exceeds the duration of a Canadian visitor or the activities that you're doing in the United States amount mm. to employment or activities that fall outside of visitor status. Right, it's time to contact an employment or a, sorry, an immigration lawyer yeah. and uh, find out what your options are. So Canadians enjoy the ability, just like Americans do, to go across the border as visa exempt and to visit the United States really whenever they want, as long as they're maintaining their ties to Canada. Well, thank you for tuning in today. Uh, tune in next time. Also, we have a YouTube channel where you can look for videos where we discuss topics as well. Visit our website where I have more information. And if you have any questions whatsoever, feel free to reach out to us by telephone or by email. We'd be glad to answer any of your U.S. immigration related questions. Thank you for listening and have a great day.